Welcome to this, the first Who's He video podcast, a series of occasional podcasts covering topics that we wouldn't normally cover on our audio show. So let's get straight down to business and get cracking on this show's topic, which is titled, Why on Earth Did You Leave That In? As we all know, Doctor Who was and still is made on an extremely tight schedule. With money always being an issue at the BBC, time isn't a luxury that the production team can afford and constant reshoots are certainly not always an option. In what is now referred to as the classic era of Doctor Who, strict rules applied wherein that the studio and technicians would shut down and finish bang on 10pm, with the lights being turned out whether they were still recording or not. This must have been extremely frustrating for the production teams of the time, which were headed up by showrunners such as Barry Letts, Philip Hinchcliffe and John Nathan Turner. With this pressure to film scenes within a very short time span, very little money to get the best effects that they wanted, and certainly little or no money for reshooting scenes that didn't go quite to plan, sometimes they just had to go with what they got. But when it was transmitted, we didn't always notice the little things that went wrong. It was broadcast on a Saturday tea time, and then we never saw it again, as Doctor Who was never ever repeated. It wasn't until Doctor Who started being released on VHS and certainly on DVD that fans were able to watch or re-watch these serials for the first time. Now with the release of Doctor Who on this media, it's given us the opportunity to pour over every detail. We can freeze frame scenes or watch scenes a frame at a time if you want to. And it leaves us all wondering why did they leave a particular mistake in? But does this ruin the magic somewhat? Because this can lead the most obsessive and cynical fans to exploit every single mistake to take their gaze away from actually watching the show, to looking for mistakes and entering them into their personal database for use later, just in case they should ever meet a star of the show and prove to them just how clever they are for pointing out the show's shortcomings. Yep, I'm quite sure they'll thank you for that. But just to show that I'm not above this myself, I do have my personal favourite mishaps. But these are the little things that got past the production team's notice, or as I mentioned earlier, they simply just didn't have time to go back and correct. They don't ruin anything for me, in fact they become the little things I actually look forward to when watching. So I want to show you my three favourite Doctor Who mistakes. But here's the problem, I can't afford to pay the BBC for any clips and I certainly don't want the BBC's lawyers knocking on my door. So in an effort not to cut this podcast short, I've had to reenact the scenes for you. So here we go then, and in no particular order, my three favourite Doctor Who mistakes. Nisa! Good news everybody, it's business casual day in the death zone. Excellent. Yes, for the last 3,000 years, I've been Sutex's personal cushion holder and personal plaything. I wish he'd hurry up and buy some Velcro for this bloody cushion, though. I could just be his personal plaything then. Mm. 
So there you have it, my burgeoning acting career in tatters. But remember one thing, don't let these mistakes ruin Doctor Who for you. In fact, embrace them for what they are. The evidence of a group of talented people who are working under extreme pressure to bring us Doctor Who each year with very little money and very little time, but with a lot of love and passion for what they did. See you next time.